Hello, everybody. It is so great to be here with you today. Whew. I don't know about you, but it's been a very busy week, but I'm extremely happy to have with us the founder of a company called Storyboat, and I want to welcome Nassim Abdi with us today. How are you doing? Hi, good morning, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and um, I'm doing um good as much as you could stay positive and good, right? In this current yes. time. <laughs> so we're still in the midst of COVID-19 um, across the world, actually, not just here in the US, but it is, we're still talking to various experts who are in the diversity and inclusion space. And I really wanted to talk to Nassim because she is truly doing something special and different with Storybolt. So can you tell us a bit about what is Storybolt and, and just a little at first and mm -hmm. the inspiration behind it? Absolutely, absolutely, Michelle. Um, so Storybolt is a platform that brings courageous conversations to organizations by connecting um, employees and uh, basically organizations who are passionate about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion um, to um, professional storytellers, which are documentary filmmakers and their short stories, and uh, not only screening and watching their films, but also having conversations with them, Q&A conversations live um, with them. So we are a marketplace that connects these two sides of market organizations who are passionate about DIE and documentary filmmakers and their short authentic stories. Now, for me, I I was like when we originally talked about this, I was like I don't understand. Um, um, it's called Story Bolt. Um, uh -huh. So hey, Monica. So I'll put it in the chat. So storybolt.com. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when you're saying um, courageous conversations, talking about diversity and inclusion, filmmakers never comes together like what do you mean bringing those courageous conversations and and having um film how does that work like what does that look like because i am really intrigued by those two mm -hmm. things married together <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's a great question michelle so oh, well let me first say like the, the name storybolt um we, chose it, we picked it um, because it's just like a lightning bolt. Stories can create that um, inspiration, ignite to dig into uh, a topic that is very important. When you hear stories, your human's brain is wired to understand stories better than anything else, right? So when you um, have a short documentary that has a story of someone, and I will give you an example. Um, they have more than 3,000 short documentaries from 112 countries around the world. And the fascinating thing about these uh, films is they're all stories and personal stories, either of the filmmaker that was so passionate to this, who decided to make a short documentary or um, someone else that he or she was passionate about to share that story with. Um, so a short documentary, for example, about 
topic of LGBTQ and uh, the challenges and uh, or stories that people at workplace um, face with um, within that community. And when you have a short documentary that tells someone's story about um, this specific topic, and then you can talk with the filmmaker who has hours of behind the camera stories, uh, it creates a powerful moment. It creates, a, a, I would say, a magical moment, that safe environment that uh, everybody can start talking about that topic. Love it, I love it. So you told us a bit about Storybolt and how it works, how it marries to filmmaking. Uh, and the inspiration, but how does it work? Like, I'm, is it, I'm having an issue in the workplace as an employee, do I come to Storybolt or am I a DNI, diversity and inclusion um, practitioner or director? And mm -hmm. I want to talk about different parts of intersectionality, whether it's for women, people of color, LGBTQ, like how do, who, who is coming to storybolt.com and mm -hmm. what should they expect? Another great question. So um, we do work, as you explained, with director of uh, diversity and inclusion because most of the time they see that intersectionality among all different topics related to DEI. And we do have all different uh, diverse series of um, films on different topics, which is makes sense a lot if you have these sessions um, throughout the year and have these conversations ongoing. Um, but we do also receive requests from um, employee resource groups, which are specifically, for example, focused on women at workplace or uh, veterans or um, uh, uh, minority groups for any um, ERG um, that are passionate about the rights of that group. They can come to our platform and um, make a request and um, have a demo and uh, pick their favorite topic. Gotcha. That is very good. This, this is actually a really, really great resource for a lot of ERGs. Um, as you said, especially for organizations starting out, starting their ERGs. Let me ask you um, for COVID-19 mm -hmm. specifically, what are some films that you have already that you've worked on that are resources right now that would be really helpful to mm -hmm. employers and they're yeah. most importantly for their employees but mm -hmm. just to take some of the heavy lifting off of dni teams that are really inundated right now and trying to support their employees absolutely so even before covid19 when we started this um, platform and, and this model, uh, we were taking the virtual approach because we wanted to bring all unheard voices to these conversations. Um, and I can share with you how this all got started later, but basically the, the idea is to have all these unheard voices to these conversations, which means we, don't, we should not have geographical boundaries uh, on that, and we should not be limited by that. So, the model that we had even before COVID-19 was a virtual model that they could uh, book a screening um, for employees, even remote employees could watch the documentary all together at the same time. Uh, of course, different time zones sometimes make it 
um, like um, difficult to have one specific time. They want it more than one time to uh, watch the film. But having a live Q&A with the filmmaker, no matter where that the filmmaker is ge geographically located. So we had filmmakers from India, Turkey, Japan, all different parts of the world connecting. Um, specifically after COVID-19 situation and with um, forced to be remote employees and uh, DI directors who are trying still even harder now to um, create that community feeling and build the resiliency that is needed for this specific time uh, that you're all experiencing. Uh, we are having um, some specific collections, uh, one that is coming up and is pr uh, probably a really great one, which we are getting a lot of requests for, is next month, month of May, which is um, mental health awareness. And it's a perfect time to sort of check in with uh, our community and make sure that we're understanding conversations around mental health and the, uh, the stigma around mental health. And specifically in this time of isolation, it's really important to have that kind of conversation. Um, so mental health, we have specific collection. Then the month after is Pride Month, LGBTQ. Uh, we have series there. So like short answer to your question is uh, right now, DEI directors can go to our platform book a demo and um, get exactly what they need for for their organization, for their community. And um, they submit their requests of topics and we'll have meetings with them and making sure that we meet exactly what they need and they can provide it there. Love it, yeah. I think, well, I know for many companies, it's no longer, we aren't focusing on those usual activities that we had planned is how do we support and we still need to continue su to support those initiatives those causes because they are very important to our to employees um because it truly helps them good morning everyone so i i love that that you have that available specifically for employers now i want to go back to you because we haven't talked about you who you are how did you get here because something that really struck me was how many countries you have films in so first let's talk about you where you're originally from how did you end up here in the U.S.? Because you sort of have a Southern accent like me, but not Southern, <laughs> not Southern kind of state. Yeah, I confuse everyone with my accent and how I look like. So, so many people start sp speaking Spanish with me. And all I know to say is no say, which makes it worse because they think that I know Spanish. Because they think that <laughs> most, I, I got this comment from many of my um, now friends that I, they, they first thought I'm from Mexico. And they are right. I'm probably look like um, uh, uh, Mexicans a lot. And that shows how much we are all connected. I'm originally from Iran, actually. <laughs> and uh, I'm Iranian-American now. And um, I came to US in 2003 as a graduate student. Um, and I got my PhD um, in international education, uh, intersection with women studies. And, <laughs> and I was not in um, the field of platforms and um, uh, companies and startups and that that field. But I was very much into uh, the conversation around diversity, equity, and inclusion from the very beginning. That was my field. 
Um, but I started as a faculty member um, teaching at universities. And um, actually the idea of Storyvolt came to me when I was teaching in my class. Um, and I was teaching a top, uh, about a topic that was very close to my heart. It was impact of war on people um, in my transnational feminism class. And uh, I was very passionate to engage my students with the topic because um, it was very personal to me. Unfortunately, I grew up during a brutal war and lost my fiance due to the chemical attacks on Iran. So you can imagine when I try to um, talk about this topic or teach about this topic, how much I want to engage my audience. And I had so many dreams that day. I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna share my personal stories. They're gonna get engaged and they're gonna want to learn more. We are gonna talk about theories and then they wanna take action. They wanna do something about it. And none of those happened. I didn't even get proper eye contact with them, probably because they couldn't relate to my stories. Um, they've never lived in a real war. So that day was very frustrating and I went home pretty sad. <laughs> and I even thought maybe I should not teach. Maybe if I can't teach about the most important topic of my life, what else can I teach about? And then I had an idea. I decided to use another experience that I had, which was I happened to be the leading actress of a film that was featured on Netflix and was awarded in international film festivals like um, Venice Film Festival and many other places. Not because of me, because of the brilliant director, but the year that I came to US as a grad student, the, the year before it was on a tour in US and Europe movie theaters. And then the year that I arrived here, it was on Netflix. So wherever I went, they wanna have a screening and a Q&A with me. And at first I was a little shy about it, but then I started really loving that because I found that film does a magic creates very safe environment to have a deep, engaging conversation. And honestly, I made my best friends through those Q and A's. So I started thinking maybe I can use that experience in my class. Um, and I showed them a short documentary about the issue. Um, it was a perfect documentary made by, by a documentarian in New York City. And invited her on screen for a video chat. And my students were gazed on the screen and asked brilliant questions. and wanted to take action. So they were really passionate. And um, um, my dream came true. Uh, it changed everything for them and also for me. I decided to quit teaching and with a brilliant team that um, with Bobak, my co-founder, we created, we started <laughs> building this platform one step at a time. That is that is definitely not the traditional anywhere close i think to a, a traditional startup founder story but it definitely has a passion and and driven um experience behind it your why is definitely very very powerful so as we continue going through COVID 19 what do you see some additional needs for diversity and inclusion practitioners? Like, um, I know when we, when I first thought about putting together this virtual summit um, for diversity, equity, and inclusion, it was specifically seeing the changes and the issues that were coming about from across the world. Mm -hmm. And this was March, like, so it was six weeks ago or more. To, um, 
I know, and it seems like a lifetime ago, but it's only six oh weeks ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Upside down. And so what are you seeing now that we, we are six weeks further into COVID-19? Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. additional needs from current or previous clients that they're coming back to you for that some mm-hmm. some other um, employers have not thought about or started investigating um, right now right now in their workplaces. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Michelle. Um, yeah, our world is upside down. Everything has changed, and there are um, so many important things that we need to pay attention, specifically in these remote communities that now we are having. Um, Conversations around diversity and inclusion are even more important these days. And believe it or not, I was reading an article by Harvard Business Review that um, the companies who are gonna be the successful ones out of this um, era of um, COVID-19 are those who are more diverse and more passionate about inclusivity because this is a time that you could see that even more than before, how important it is to have different approaches, different perspectives on board um, as we are making decisions in our teams, as we are considering the next important path with our um, venture, with our um, company or specific team decision-making. And if you don't have that diversity of approaches on board, it's really hard to go Um, to the right direction. Um, This isolation also created um, another need of checking in with each other and making sure that we are understanding each other really well. Before it was like you're in hallway and passing each other or having lunch together and having all these different conversations which could create that connection and um, um, allyship somehow in the workplace. Now we don't have that. So if we don't um, intentionally create space for conversations um, using all these innovative uh, models that are out there, um, it is really hard to continue with this situation. And uh, we are getting requests on specifically even allyship is a topic that we created a collection, curated um, series on that. And um, next week we are gonna have a webinar to explain what we thought for mental health and um, LGBTQ. And um, would love to share that with um, DEI directors, DNI directors. And um, we are adding to that based on requests we are getting from different uh, companies out there. Yeah, I, I can definitely, definitely see that need um, and see and agree with the companies who are more diverse, are able to address the issues and understanding because the, they understand the needs from a more well-rounded um, group of employees who are coming mm-hmm. forward and sharing and saying, hey, you need to look at this. Um, and mm-hmm. others are only focused, they're only hearing one one voice mm-hmm. and or at least listening only to one voice. And that then um, can lead you to making very narrow decisions. So I'll put I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> so as far as uh, Storybolt and the resources, definitely, definitely, everyone. If you're even if you're not in DNI, but your employer really um, is looking for a way to continue to support an employee, ease. This is a great resource they can utilize 
to help um, address some DNI issues, especially as the workplaces have restructured for many of us and other places is looking at what we're calling now essential workers who are generally lower paid um, mm -hmm. frontline, meaning they are literally con high contact. And what will that be as a immediate impact to communities of color, as well as to the overall US? Like what will that have for all of us in the long run, but definitely, definitely, what do you need to do? Because that is still very stressful. They're going to work more so because they have to. Yeah. They have to pay their bills. Um, then they really, really need to. So that is a whole other level of mental health and stress mm -hmm. that I think um, employers have yet to really delve into and that they're going to see not only from their direct employees, but their entire families mm -hmm. um, that I foresee coming that hasn't that isn't really being addressed right now the address on ment on mental health is the stress we're feeling right now but what comes after this for for so many families and co-workers is going to be important as well absolutely couldn't say better okay well nasim thank you so much for spending time with me today i really really enjoyed it thank you so much for having me michelle thank you yeah. Where can people reach you? How can they find you? Sure. Actually, LinkedIn is a great place that uh, uh, brings connections. Um, and uh, definitely any comments under this um, uh, broadcast, that uh, the link that you're going to share um, on LinkedIn would be a perfect place to uh, connect. And my profile on LinkedIn um, uh, is exactly my name, Nassim Abdi. My email, nasim.abdi at storybolt.com. And our platform also, we are, uh, we are a team that is really working hard to reach out to anyone who needs um, our service these days. And uh, definitely if they submit their request to our platform, um, we, we are gonna be more than happy to um, help. Um, but my personal email nasim.abdi at storybolt.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. Everybody, I will be back tomorrow just to you know let you know what's coming up with the, the summit for diversity, equity, inclusion during uncertain times because we have so many other DNI experts like Nasim who are I'm going to interview and how much you can glean from each of them next week with this virtual summit. So everybody have a great week and I will talk to you later. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome. Bye everyone. Mm -hmm.